Happy Pride Month! This is your Divinely Queer host, Asa Laveau, letting you know that this episode and each one during Pride Month is brought to you by Queer Money Gang. Join now at QueerMoneyGang.com. Hello, beautiful people. This is the Entre Queer Newer Show with your divinely queer host, Ace Laveau. I am absolutely ecstatic that you have chosen to be in the right place at the right time to co-create another episode. Again, I say your divinely queer host, Ace Laveau. If you are new to this show, please know that I do mean that. If you are queer identified, I, it's not that we are sinful. It's not that we are dirty. No, we are absolutely divine in everything that we do. And before I say anything else, happy Pride Month. It has been such a long time for us to celebrate who we are and as not just who we are, but all of those individuals that have paved a way for us to be in this space, in this moment. And I am very, I am like oozing with gratitude about just that, just the fact that we are here and it has taken a millennia to get to this space, but I'm grateful for the space. One thing about Pride Month that I would love for you to know and even to remember is that yes, there are big corporations, huge corporations that are investing dollars into Pride Month, Pride events, Pride parades, uh, Pride awareness in an effort to be known so that we can feel more comfortable with them. My intention though is for you to go beyond what the perception may be. So the perception may be that H&M likes us. <laughs> the perception may be that your local winery may support us. But the fact is that there are so many LGBTQ2 plus individuals that have businesses that are, that have our well-being at the core of what it is they do because what you see from them, their products, their goods, their services, they are queer identified. And so because of that, our, our revolutionary acts, our joy is embedded into what it is they do. And because of this space that I am able to bring content to you, the entrepreneur show, I definitely understand what entrepreneur means not just because I coined it, but because entrepreneurship is that safe space, that even that play space that allows us to play at all things entrepreneurial as well as all things queer identified. So this is the space that we can talk about landing pages, revenue, marketing strategies, and pose episodes, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, your favorite brand of poppers, like whatever it is that you desire to 
however you decide to see that intersection played out, this is the place and the space for you. So I talked a little bit about understanding and remembering that there are so many core identified businesses that deserve your support, not just during Pride Month, but every month. And so I'm very, very thankful that today I am blessed to have one of those entrepreneurs here ready to make a difference for you, ready for them to understand what it, for you to understand what it is that they do and how you can support them continuously. Yes, that is the goal, to support them continuously. Your support may look like a like, your support may look like a, you did that, like you keep doing it. And your support may look like several orders from whatever website they have. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to you all, Mr. Jeremy. Mr. Jeremy, are you there? I am, greetings. Greetings, I'm so excited, enthralled, joyful that you have decided to join us today. How are you feeling in this right now moment? I'm grand, <laughs> there's no other way. <laughs> I really dig that. You're the first person that I've ever met, uh, virtually or physically, that has received my question and then <laughs> responded with grand i'm not gonna take it because i get it it's yours <laughs> however it's coined <laughs> right is coined but i really love the the intention behind grand because it is an affirmation all within itself just being grand Indeed. i i absolutely love it so before we get started we at the entrepreneur show we we absolutely uh bring uh, intention around pronouns. So before we get any started, even though you're known as Mr. Jeremy, what pronouns do you use? Mr. Mr. Jeremy. Got you. So <laughs> he, him he, is yours. Got, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> Got you. So one question before we even get uh, into it, I would love to know, what was Mr. Jeremy's favorite toy growing up? Favorite toy? Wow. Well, a toy that I remember is Ninja Turtles, for one. But I you were in Turtle People toys. like me. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Did you but have honestly, the truck I remember, with the like, at six years old, actually throwing my toy box away because I wanted Ooh. to watch Young and the Restless with my great grandmama. Oh, okay. <laughs> you've been you've been involved with the stories for a minute. Yes, the soaps, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know, ain't nothing wrong with it, um, but I dig that. Did you happen? Did you have a favorite Ninja Turtle? No, you know, honestly, I can't even can't even remember their names. So no, that's right, because the youngest <laughs> and the restless took all that away. Exactly, I know Victor <laughs> Victor Newman. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> people, so even though it's not the youngest and the restless, it's more General Hospital. People actually think when they hear the my name Asa, they think that I'm named Apple after Asa Buchanan from General Hospital. So because of that, I had to learn what the stories were very early on. So I appreciate you taking me down that road, no. for sure. Um, so to get started, if someone came up to Mr. Jeremy and says, so Mr. Jeremy, what is it that you do? How would you respond to that question? I'm a baker and I'm a socialite. Those are two things that are key. And what in the whole world? Like, how did you start baking? Was that also with your great grandma? 
Actually, yes. My, um, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada, but in the summer, in the, as a youth, I used to go to Texas to visit my great-grandparents. So, you know, being in the kitchen, I used to watch cook or help cook. So it's not their recipes, but, you know, it's more so with the sweet potato pie. That's what I'm known for. Uh, that fresh, smooth, creamy, no lumps, no strings, the buttery crust. <laughs> you better say all of that. <laughs> so, and please know that I definitely have seen your evolution with your sweet potato pies for years now. And I am someone who is vocally and energetically cheering you on. And thank you. I, I would love to know, because I mean, baking is such a huge deal. Luckily, I've been able to go um, to different countries like Paris and see all of the different types of, you know, pies, crepes, uh, souffles that are available. What made you focus on the sweet potato pies? Um, honestly, because people will make them and they will have strings in them. So mm -hmm. that's where I got my, my slogan from because I, I'm not a texture person, but I am. So, you know, when it's Thanksgiving time, I love yams in general. So when it got to that, my aunt, she would make one and it will be very thin and I would love it. But mm -hmm. then when you go to other people with lumps or strings and I was like, okay, let me just try. So I started to put my own ingredients and then there it was because I wasn't necessarily a baker. I still don't. So now I do say I'm a baker. I'm walking in it. But um, at first it was just sweet potato pies is all I knew. Mm -hmm. So then I just advanced from there. So with the sweet potato pies as wonderful and glorious and non-stringy <laughs> as <laughs> they are, what propelled you into venturing off into being this socialite that you are walking in? Like you are that. I tell people that are on their way to Vegas, I say, please look up. There are, uh, uh, there's a list of mine. And I'm like, please, you have to look up Mr. Jeremy. If he's having oh, wow. an event, you need to go to his <laughs> event. And if he somehow has a pie left, you need to bid extra for that pie. So, But how did you <laughs> venture off to that? Honestly, I'd never set out to be an entrepreneur because if you think about it, 12 years ago, a lot of youngsters weren't talking about entrepreneurship. No. So I just used to give people pies. You know, you never go to an event empty-handed. So I had some mm -hmm. Southerners that came in and I brought them a pie and they said, oh, how much is it? And I was like, well, no, this is a gift. And she told me, yeah, people pay for what they want. So you crazy as hell if you aren't charging them. And I was <laughs> like, huh? Okay. So I think I was charging $6 back then. And mind you, this was like 12 years ago. And literally people just wanted it because it was something that was rare. It wasn't your apple pie that you could just find. Back then you only found sweet potato pies during holiday. Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Christmas mostly. So, you know, I just, uh, I remain consistent with that, but I merged both brands. So that and my topic parties, um, I just used to, when I launched those, I used to sell my products there. So it was like two businesses in one. You understand? I do understand. And let's just be honest, your sweet potato pies are a topic within themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And However, with me saying that, at your topic parties, because I have seen those things sell out quickly. I mean, quickly, quickly. Yes. What is it about your topic parties that draws people in to the point that they just have to be? I mean, I've seen your topic parties sell out before the headliners on the Las Vegas Strip sell out. So what <laughs> is it about your events that really gets people excited to come? 
first of all, it's something different. So you don't really see what you have here. So it's a group of people that are talking about sex relationship controversial issues. And mm -hmm. we have people that are intoxicated or you have a DJ, <laughs> you know, all that, you know, it's really not a controlled room, but somehow I managed to control it. And then I have, I'm very witty. So people also come from me too. So it's mm -hmm. not just about your products or your service. It's about the person who is behind it. You, you understand? So that's what I really began to master and be a lover of people. So people I feel like really are coming to see me because I'm just asking topics. But again, this is a vulnerable space for people. And a lot of people don't like to go to clubs or bars or smoking environments. So mm -hmm. I created a different em environment for you to actually have intellectual dialogue. What was the moment that in your, in your topics, your topic events that you were like, you know what? I have something here. Like, this is not just something I dabble in. Like, this is a legit way for me to pursue things in the future. When, what was that moment for you? Actually, it was probably when I was about four years in and I was headed to the venue to set up. A lot of people don't know, you know, but when you're doing an event, they don't know the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> Tell me about it. So it's like, okay, all this stress is just on me because you can't, you can depend, but you can't depend on others. Anyway, I was like, this is my last one, but a topic came up about molestation and it was mm. two sisters there. And so come to find out her, uh, the main, the, the stepdad was molesting the other sister, mm. but the mom didn't leave because the mom still yearned to be loved. And the other sister didn't know of this, which was her mm. dad. So it was like for them to connect and then for them to have that moment, I said, see, this is the space that I created. I need space. We need more spaces like this to be vulnerable. So it's like, it's one thing to tell your story. Now, what are you going to do about it? So once I recognized that, I said, I have to continue this because you never know who's in the audience. A lot of people have come for years and never spoke, but mm -hmm. they were, they would walk away with something. Yeah. And so. Don't tell me Mr. Jeremy is out here fixing lives. Like, you know, I'm not Yana Jr. I so love that. Um, with it being Pride Month and with everything that's happening, sometimes, not just for Pride Month, sometimes for even for Black History Month, sometimes we focus on the trauma of who we are. We focus, like in at Black History Month, we focus on you know, lynchings and uh, police brutality and in, Pride Month, sometimes we focus on all the things that we are not, all the things that we, all the, you know, ways that we have to move forward. But here at the Entrepreneur Show, we love joy. And I would love to know, do you have a story or an experience where your, who you are in your identity was met by someone who loved you anyway? It may be a customer, a family member, but do you have a queer entrepreneurial story of joy that you could share? I actually do. Um, uh, one time, I'll never forget this, at my topic party. Um, I, don't know, I don't know what the topic was, but it had to do, oh, I think it was like, can a single mother raise a man, or raise a young boy by herself? It was something like that. And to have my mother, my mom was actually there, and she was like the last person to answer. So she, when she answers, she responded with, well, I have a gay son and I did everything that I needed to and look at him how he is now. And da, da, da. she just kept going. And mm -hmm. I was like, she's never said those words to me before. So it was like, well, damn, did she kind of out me to the world? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, she said it with pride, you know, and there was still a mm -hmm. hundred plus people there. 
And for her to claim me, it was like, wow, because sometimes you feel like you are, or excuse me, I can only speak for me. You can feel like you're a disappointment or man, I'm her, I was her first son. Yeah. Maybe she wanted to be a basketball player, all of that. Or, you know, I'm born in church as well. So it's those different things. And for her to say it with such pride. And so we still don't talk too much about it, but still that moment, that was great for me to where I like, I was stuck and I'm never stuck. <laughs> I get that. And as someone who grew up Church of God in Christ and is the eldest of five kids, um, and of course, in the African-American experience, I definitely understand all the things you just said and all the things you did not say. Um, I, Cause I have lived that for sure. So to be claimed and owned as who you are definitely is such a, it's a, I believe that it's a revolutionary act within our culture, like a culture within a culture. Yes. And even seeing, um, I'm catching up on Pose. I don't know if you watch it. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, oh, okay. <laughs> but catching up on that episode and seeing how um, Electra's mom was and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that and the Jamaican beliefs. And it was just like, wow. But then you have a moment to where you have to stand your ground. And that's what I did with my mom, but years ago. So it was like, dang, we still had to go through other years. But, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that. And as Mr. Jeremy, with all these things that you are bringing life into, because you really are a curator of tasty things, whether it be a tasty topic or a tasty treat, you definitely are a curator of that. What is next for Mr. Jeremy? Uh, I got some other things up my sleeve. You know, you can't tell everybody what the next movie <laughs> oh, is. You understand? I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then my mama would want to try to copy it. You understand? <laughs> my you mama told me, never let your left hand know what your right hand do. You understand? But I, what I will say is this. I will always continue to do something because I tell people, remain consistent. But, you know, you don't want to be a, what is it, a hands in many, but a finisher of none. Mm -hmm. So Say that. I no, do. say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hands in many, but a finisher of none. Mm -hmm. Like that is that's not me. So I I think why I've been successful is I remain consistent. I master one trade, then I'm like, okay, I got that. Bam! Now mm -hmm. let me go ahead and move on to this. Bam! Let me. So that's what I. That's how I do. That's how I move. And for those of you that are listening to this and co-creating this episode with us, please understand that what he just said is crucial because what I find, Mr. Jeremy, is that. So many times people start off in entrepreneurship and they hear this phrase, the seven strings of income or seven strings of wealth. And so they try to compartmentalize themselves in all these different ways. And when they look up, they really have seven ways of being broke. Not, well, talk about it. Talk about <laughs> not it. Seven, <laughs> not seven ways of actually doing the things that they desire or need to be doing. And so please, if you heard nothing else, Mr. Jeremy, please understand that the best way forward really is to get into what you're doing and focus on that one thing until you build a successful system around that one thing, then duplicate the system that exactly. you built. So, exactly. Mr. Jeremy, thank you for that. So, with I'm sure that I have people salivating for your topics, for your treats. So, with that being said, how can someone that's listening right now connect with you and let's just be honest, finding pies. <laughs> well, as y'all know, entrepreneurship, branding is key. So at Mr. Grand Jeremy is all of my social media, my website, at Mr. Grand Jeremy, www.mrgrandjeremy.com. 
You can find her Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What Mr. Grand Jeremy? That's me, baby. Google come me, you still come find on, it. Come on with the personal branding. <laughs> you ain't branding said nothing but a thing. Ain't it? I though? am my brand, baby. <laughs> ain't it? Though? You said all of that. So please, guys, you know, or please, siblings, my queer entrepreneur siblings, please know that everything that Mr. Jeremy just stated will be found in the show notes. So if you're driving right now, on the train right now, and you're scrambling, please know. Remember, I tell you guys all the time. There is gold in the show notes. So go to the show notes, connect with Mr. Jeremy. I'm telling you, get your whole life, get one of those pies. And when you are in Vegas, because as of today, Vegas is open. You need to find out when he is having another topic because those things sell out so quickly. Yes, we know all the different artists that are back or new to the Las Vegas Strip. When I tell you that his topics go hard, his topics go hard. So connect with him ASAP. Mr. Jeremy, it has been a pleasure and a joy having you on. Thank you so much for spending just thank a little time me. with us. It has been a joy. So for all of you all, please know that I thank you as well. And as always, I am Asa Lavo. Dreams and blessings.